Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell, and not joining me today is Greg Dutcher. However, I am not alone. I have a friend of mine who's actually been on the podcast before, Mike Callahan. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, Nathan. How are you today? Doing well. It is good to have you back on. Uh, Mike, it has been a minute, like I said, uh, since, well, it's been a minute since you and I have gotten together and hung out. Um, but it's also uh, been, a, you know, I guess two minutes since you've been on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> tell, uh, just for our refreshed audience, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, um, again, my name is Michael Callahan. I'm, I'm married uh, to my best friend, Cindy. Um, I have two children, Kristen and Brandon, uh, three grandkids, uh, Peyton, Molly, Dawson. And uh, so I'm really blessed, you know, just to just to have my family. That, that's the largest blessing in my life. And along with that, the Lord just allows me to be involved in certain things. Uh, uh, most of them that I, I never wanted to be involved with in the first place. Um, you know, missions to uh, South Asia, you know, namely India. Um, Nathan, you and I met through teaching, which is something I didn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, certain churches that I've served in, you know, and, uh, in various times of my life have been churches that I thought, well, I'm glad to help you out for, for the week, but you know, there's no way I would want to be here. And then I'm there for three or four years, you know? So, yeah, and it's just kind of, um, how the Lord works in my life, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, when I, I know if it's something I really don't want, then, then it's probably something he's going to give me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Too funny. Well, we are, th- this is October and we're talking about missions month. And, uh, one of the th- reasons why we wanted to get you on, uh, Mike and talk to you is, uh, you have an interesting ministry that you founded, started, you're carrying on with it, um, and, and have actually expand from uh, international into uh, national things that you're doing with that as well. Um, and so you uh, will just kind of dive right in uh, talking about... Uh, and, and I can't remember, um, can we name the country that you specifically go to, or is it the region that you're not allowed to name? Talk to us a little bit about that, because I know um, the last time we were kind of all out in the open about, oh, all this stuff, the only thing we kind of kept on the down low were some of the pastors that you worked with, uh, but, you know, kind of kind of set me up for the, the guidelines and parameters of, of what we can uh, mention today. Well, you know, since you and I uh, first had the first uh, podcast, you know, with Building Hope, it was, uh, things have changed a lot since then um, in in terms of, you know, political climate, if you will. 
And so it's um, it's very safe to say that, you know, we that our most of our international ministry is located in um, South Asia. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And um, one of the larger countries in South Asia, for those those of you that are familiar with those countries over there. But uh, so that would probably be the best way to approach approach that topic today. Okay. That's that sounds fair enough. And and remind our audience because again, it, it's been a while and I'm sure we have some new listeners jumping in. Um, how did you get connected to South Asia? Well, I had been to Nicaragua on missions uh, in 2000, 2001, and 2002, and um, had a chance to go back for a fourth time, and I just felt that God wasn't calling me there any longer. And um, at the time, I was enrolled in seminary uh, studies at Regent University. Uh, They're based out of Virginia Beach, but at the time, they had a... um, a local uh, facility in Arlington, Virginia. And so I did was able to take a lot of my um, classes in Arlington, Virginia, as well as online. And so um, I was on a subway train, you know, just long story short, getting ready to go to class. And um, the, the Lord uh, specifically called me to go to India on this, on this particular ride. And it was something that I knew immediately. Those of us that, that understand, like when we know when the Lord's talking to us, you know, and yeah. but I, I tried to get out of it, you know, thinking that I could, uh, <laughs> thinking I would be very successful, you know. Pulled, pulled the old Jonah card, eh? I, well, I, I tried, yeah, with, with, without a ship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I tried multiple things, you know, to... Oh, you must want, want me to witness to those that live in the Dakotas, or you want, must want me to witness to the Eastern Indians in the Washington, D.C. corridor. I thought the word corridor would throw the Lord off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew all along that I was supposed to go there. I knew in an instant, and uh, I didn't want to go, uh, honestly. I just I wanted nothing to do with it. I, I wasn't even planning on going on missions. It's not that I had anything against this country or the people. It's just I what didn't want to go. And um, I know that my wife shared the same sentiment, and it, it took us took us a while to work through that. But but in the end, um, you know, there was no denying that it was something that I knew that I um, that I had to do. And um, you may remember the very big tsunami that hit in Indonesia. I think it was December of 2004. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I was supposed to go to India in that, uh, that February or March, but that, that affected the area um, of that country that I was supposed to go into. So it got, it got postponed for, for a year, but that was providential um, as I was able to meet a pastor that I wouldn't have met in 2005, and we're still ministry partners to this day. And so, but it, but all got started on a on a subway train, and uh, with someone that didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it, it's interesting how you know that works sometimes, right? Because there are times where it's like 
uh, no, I, I don't, I don't have the interest. I don't, I don't have that particular <laughs> calling, you know, and, and, you know, God confirms that, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. And then there are times where it's like, yeah, I don't have that calling and God's saying, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, fortunately he gives it to us in small bites. I mean, mine was, um, just one, it was one word. It was India. Yeah, and there was there was a visual connected to that kind of like if you put your if you put your name Nathan and word art you can make it look wavy or like a like a rainbow or that type of thing and um I can just remember in my mind's eye as I was resting my eyes on this subway train seeing this and just knowing instantly that I I had to go but I didn't want to and uh and even when I finally went, I, I went so with kind of with a heart attitude of, all right, I'm getting this over with, you know. And uh, so once I get back, then that's it. And uh, having no idea it would turn into, uh, you know, 17 trips over to South Asia. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, before, you know, last trip being right before um, the pandemic. But yeah. Um, but, you know, we never know. Yeah. Um, so, the, the interesting experience, though. Yeah. No, and uh, like you said, I mean, 17 trips, that's absolutely amazing. I, I remember the last one you took uh, right before uh, COVID, right before the pandemic hit, um, coming back. And, and that was uh, our last year teaching together, actually. Um, and it, it's amazing where... God has brought brought you and and really relatively within a short amount of time too because you went from uh, you know all right God's calling me to India I don't want to go to this ministry that is so focused in the in the South Asia area um, and so talk to us about uh, BHM Building Hope Ministry. Well, when I got back from my first. Uh, missions trip over there, um, which was in February of 2006, um, I, I got back knowing um, that I was either going to go again or funds that were raised for that initial trip were going to be used for India somehow. Um, because the, so many, um, I was able to raise so much funding um, that my team leader at the time couldn't believe it. He goes, I can't, I can't believe uh, all these funds that are coming in and I didn't know what to do with the extra funds. And so I, I just opened up a, a savings account and I figured I'm not touching this money, you know, that maybe I go back. So I'll use it then. Or if I never go back, then I'll, I'll use it for the India people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I was just, you know, that after that mission trip in 2006, I just, I guess I was just thinking about that trip on and off throughout the whole year because when I got there, thinking, um, like I said, that, okay, God, this, I'm doing this. I, that's it. I, I fulfilled what you wanted me to do. I had no idea that, um, that my heart would just melt for these people. Mm. And so I really longed to go back, and um, I didn't know when that was going to be. And so in the, in the beginning of 2007, um, I, I don't do this as a, as a work. I, as a matter of fact, I, I rarely 
do this, but I thought, oh, at the beginning of the year, let me, let me have a, let me start off with a fast. And it was, it was going to be a 21 day fast. And, and I can't remember what it is that I was sacrificing, maybe coffee or chocolate or two meals a day or whatever it was. But, sure. I, but I know that it was going to be 21 days. And when it got to the 21st or 20th or 21st day, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just urging me to continue to 40. Uh now, this was, a, in hindsight, this was a very pivotal moment um, in the, um, with, with me and Building Hope Ministries. Because had I just thought, well, had, had I just said, well, 21 days, no, I don't think I'm going to continue. I don't think this ministry would even exist. Hmm. Uh, so I, I ended up continuing up to 40 days. I was journaling through, through this whole time. And somewhere around day 36, day 37, uh, I felt like in my prayer time that the Holy Spirit just said, I, I want you to start this ministry. Here's the name, Building Hope Ministries. I want you to build churches, schools, and orphanages. Hmm. And I was thinking of my own very poor carpentry skills <laughs> and, <laughs> and trying to explain to God that, yeah, look, you, I can't build anything. You know, I can build relationships. I can't build buildings. And it, and, uh, in, in so many conversations, he says, no, no, you, you, you're not the one that's doing the actual building, but, but I want building up ministries to be a fundraising organization. Hmm. And, and so when, when I look back at that time, um, I think the one of the most pivotal moments was me just um, obeying God and um, continuing the fast mm. because I, it, it's hard to say what would have happened, you know. But yeah. um, and so that so we we then formed as as a business in the state of Maryland. I, I got um, three people to to partner with me. One who is still with us to this day, our treasurer, his name is James. Nice. Um, and we, um, we, we formed a business in the state of Maryland. And then once we had that, um, finalized, then we were able to file for 501c3 nonprofit status. And one thing led to the next and, um, the ministry just, you know, had its founding that way. Yeah, that's, that's so amazing to hear, you know, uh, oftentimes we, you know, we take, for granted, you know, be still and know that I am God, you know, and waiting for that response to come in the midst of, in the midst of asking, right? You know, we're, we're asking him to guide us and show us. And, uh, you know, oftentimes we forget to stop and wait and listen for the answer. And so it's really, it's neat to hear you talk about, you know, that, that prompting from, from the Holy Spirit, that prompting from God to just, no, no, no keep going right? Keep going with this. Um, and I'm going to, you know, take you on a journey that you're never going to forget. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So starting out, um, with the building hope ministry, it was, it was the idea that, uh, churches, uh, schools and orphanages. And that was, that was kind of the starting point. Um, and talk to us about the the expansion of the ministry and and where it's come to uh, internationally. We'll we'll get to the 
the national side of the ministry, because I know you have a national component to it too, a local component. We'll talk about that later on, but but just uh, the expansion of the ministry and where God has has taken it. Well, it, at the time that um, that the Holy Spirit had given me the name of the ministry, and you know, God showed me what He wanted me to do. I really didn't know how to start this. I didn't know what to do. And I was just thinking of my my own natural uh, gifts that you know that God's given me, and you know one of them is you know music. I play guitar and play keyboards. I've been in and out of a lot of bands, and um, uh, me along with uh, six others that I invited. You know, I invited them over the house, and and I shared you know the story that I uh, shared with you. Uh, just now, maybe in a little more detail, but mm-hmm. I just told him that, hey, you know, this is what God's called me to do. I don't know how to even begin this, but are you interested in joining me? Can we can we form a band and can we maybe raise funds to build a church, you know, in in India? Mm. And everyone was on board with that. And um we ended up calling this uh, band uh, the Project, and the project over about uh, from 2007 to 2018 was kind of a revolving door of musicians. I, I eventually was out of the project, but the but the project was still continuing. Hmm. And uh, so, um, if if a person joined us for for one job, you know, for a, a fundraising concert at a church, let's say. They were part of the project that day, or, or some were with us for 10 years. Or, and so we ended up, um, you know, recording and uh, getting a CD together, and, uh, and that was enough to raise funds to purchase land where a, a church would eventually um, be built. Mm. And so that, that's how, that was our first ministry experience, and... Um, and so the music was something that was very much uh, a part of one of our fundraising arms you know, for many for many years. But what I've discovered is um, just looking at it from just uh, time and cost effectiveness. You know, I've, I've discovered over the years it's, it's been much more effective just talking to people hmm. and and um, you know, and just sharing the vision and the uh, mission of building hope and. Um, whether it's individuals or pastors at churches or com- you know, or companies, you know, people that have their own, um, you know, dry cleaning business mm-hmm. or you know, carpenters or whoever they are, and and um, that's been very beneficial. But it, but initially, it started with you know, building churches, supporting um, orphans and two orphanage homes. Mm-hmm. And um, and we discovered that through multiple trips that we really couldn't build schools there. But so most of our involvement was with supporting children with education supplies and uniforms mm-hmm. and tuition, that type of thing. Because mm-hmm. if we wow. built a quote unquote Christian school, it would just be demolished. Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it, talk to us. Talk to us about. Um, making inroads with uh, with the people, with the pastors, um, and things like that, because we we talk about being on mission, and part of um, what we're realizing 
here in America is the culture that we're in. Really, um, this shouldn't be any surprise to anyone, but it's so radically different from uh, the Christian culture that maybe we grew up with or the one that we're used to, or really, if you're new to Christ, um, you, you see a difference within the church, and there's a different culture over in Asia. And so talk to us about the, the building of the relationships and how that gets formed and worked into your ministry, because that must be an intentional piece of what you're doing in order to to, to work with the, the pastors and work in ministry over there? You know, it, it's, it's very important, Nathan. It's, um, right now we have uh, two, well, three, three uh, pastors in that area of the world that we, that we are hands-on with, um, talk to probably weekly, whether it's a phone call or instant messaging or emails. Um, but what has been probably the most effective um, uh, building block, I guess, to to our ministry and their ministries, you know, uniting together, has just been the missions trips that have taken place, and uh, you know, eating meals with them, mm-hmm. you know, worshiping with them, uh, conversations we have on the road when they're taking us here and there to see a certain project or just to, you know, to go get something to eat and just, and just learning the culture, um, understanding that, you know, it's not America, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and certain, and, and certain things that we just think we can just automatically do, um, here that have to really be taken into uh, heavy consideration, uh, for the sake of those that we are in ministry with, because if if we went in there with a lone ranger, you know, uh, attitude and mindset, um, perhaps we're deported, you know, and never able to return again. But for this particular pastor or their congregation, you know, they could be persecuted even to the point of death. Mm. And mm. so these are things that we have to heavily way and consider before we uh, make make decisions and we we kind of let them steer that ship you, mm. know, you you tell us you know where where do you need the well um, who where can we put this roof on a church or you know what is it we can or can't say on social media you know just yeah and um, and so I, I, having that understanding and appreciation for who they are as a people group, uh, is, is absolutely critical. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I love how you said, you know, you're going to let them steer the ship because they can navigate better than you uh, the, the intricacies of the government, the permits, all of those things. And so, you know, you're working with brothers and sisters in Christ who certainly are not afraid to be persecuted for their faith and their belief, but I'm sure don't want to be persecuted unnecessarily. Um, and so being able to step back, uh, which is which is a hard thing to do, right? I mean, being able to step back and say, okay, what do you need and how can we do this? Um, t- talk to me, Mike. Have you ever had a project where you were 
you were kind of set on this is what we want to do and this is where we want to go and you've gotten over there and uh, whoever you were working with is like, uh, that sounds great, but we actually should probably do this instead. Talk to us about some of those things. Yeah, well, I have a couple things I can share. They're, they're kind, of, kind of the same. One, one is uh, uh, somewhat similar, um, but, but it's, it's related to um, the schools and, and, and thinking that, oh, well, this is what God called me to do, to build, um, uh, to construct um, churches, schools, and orphanages. So, yeah, I mean, initially, almost immediately, maybe in the first or second year, hey, we, we really want to build a school, you know? Mm-hmm. This is what God told us to do. And, uh, and then they were doing their best to explain to us in, in this very infant relationship we had, well, we can't do that. Yeah. And then, and that really gets to, um, see, we don't understand that here. We just build schools. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, and so it, that, that took a while to get used to, um, um, it's not so much that I didn't like, like the idea that we couldn't more than just gradually understanding why, why that was a bad idea. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and appreciating that. And, but then on the other hand, you know, learning ways that we could help with education that in ways that if you were an atheist or a Hindu or Muslim or, or, or Christian, everyone understands you need uh, pencils, you backpacks, you need, uh, uniforms. And so these, these are things that we were able to, um, over time, you know, slowly, Realize that let's let's really focus on things that are pretty well universal that that everyone needs like food and water that I mean who um, who doesn't need those things right right and so we that that was one situation that happened there no there was another one that was kind of um, it wasn't funny at the time in hindsight it's hilarious. <laughs> but we we went over to they had had a situation where there was a there was a church that had had already been built but someone in the in the distance had you know, elevated the road and uh and then when it rained and the waters would come towards the church and that slowly um, uh, ruined the foundation of the church and one thing led, led to the next and they basically had to start from the beginning and so the pastor had told me uh, on my way over there he goes hey i want to take you to this place and uh maybe maybe building hope can help out but you know but i at least want you to see <laughs> and so you <laughs> translated that means you know if i get you know if we can get him there Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a good chance that yeah, there might be help, right? And so this it looked like a war zone. I mean, it looked like something you'd see in during World War Two or something, where I mean just bricks everywhere. And there's it was just utterly destroyed. I was looking at this thing thinking, Oh my goodness. And so the but there was a lot of laborers there on this particular day and and uh the pastor that I have a ongoing relationship with since 2006 um he said well look we're getting ready to go but but can you 
can you pray a blessing over the over the people? And I don't I'm not sure exactly what I said, you know, but it was just Lord, I just pray that um, you know that this you will provide the resources for this church to be built, and and I do specifically remember saying, and I look forward to worshiping here next year, you know, and mm-hmm. and I really just said that and just to try to make encourage them. So I get in the car, and the pastor, he's with me in the back seat, and someone's driving us, and he he put his hand on my shoulder, he goes, "Oh, brother," he says. Thank you so much. I said, for what? He goes, for what you're going to do. I said, what do you mean? You're building the church. Thank you. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I said, um, it, it was one of those crossroads where, like, do I ruin a relationship here? You know, because one of the first things I was thinking of was the board of directors back here in the United States. Like, what? Like, what are they going to think of this? I didn't. I didn't right. agree to any of this. You know, <laughs> but I'm also thinking at the same time. You know, well, what do I say? And I thought, well, the Lord will work this out. You know, I just said something like that, <laughs> and I, I remember coming back and we had a, a board meeting, and I said, look, this is what he thinks. Um, what do we do with this? You know, <laughs> and um, and it initially turned into something that was it was three thousand dollars that, that that we didn't have a penny for, and um, but they ended up um, even building it larger and taller and, and all those things. And in the end, we ended up raising funds for maybe seventy five hundred dollars, mm. um, and th- and that was off of of a prayer where I just was asking God to provide for them, but mm-hmm. but never once specifically saying that we would do this. Yeah. And, uh, but that's how it got translated. And so I, I learned from that to, to be careful, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying, but, but with the same time, not really knowing like, well, even if I'm careful, it could be that something I say, you know, translates to something in their minds, totally different. Yeah. And so we just, sometimes we just got to roll with the punches yeah. with those things. <laughs> well, and it's, it's great how you talked about, you know, the idea of not wanting to, to ruin that relationship, right? Because it's just ministry in life is, is done in relationships. And um, we had a friend of mine on last week talking about a mission trip to uh, the Philippines or, or being in the Philippines, and, and he talks about the same type of thing where, you know, you, you've got to be careful the way you phrase things and word things um, because everything's so community and so relational that people are going to hold you to what you say. And, and in your mind, you might not be thinking you're saying anything, but you could be speaking volumes. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah. Um, so I just, I love your heart and, and, and passion and compassion for wanting to maintain and, and build up those relationships and keep those things going. Um, and then it's, you know, it's just so real. You get back to the United States and it's like, okay, guys, uh, here's the situation. What are we going to (laughs) do? Yeah, that, that was I was pretty nervous about that actually. Thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. I, I mean, I know what I said or didn't say. I know what I meant, right? 
but uh, it, it really doesn't matter anymore what what I thought is what they heard, you know? Yeah. Talk and, to me about that side of it, coming back in, in the board of directors. Like, how how did they <laughs> handle that? I mean, what, what did that... You know, I mean, obviously, if I say boardroom, you know, it's tongue in cheek. But, you know, what what did that boardroom look like coming back? Well, everything was, you know, nice and easy at first. Oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How was the trip? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, how you guys been? You know, all, all these types of things we would say anyway. Right. And um, but before we really got going, I said, look, I, I got that. I got to share this right now. I got to get this out. And. And it was there was a some serious you know tone in the room you know and they, they were just like what's going on they knew it was something and I just explained I said I I don't know what to say I said but here's the situation and um, I mean we knew before I went there that he was going to take me to see this church but not once did I really did I ever say we're going to help you build this but that's not how it translated and um and and they were there was kind of a quietness in the room at first <laughs> because everyone's looking at it but we keep our our monies compartmentalized you know and we're never robbing peter to pay paul if, if there was a if there was four million dollars in the widow's fund we wouldn't take one dollar out for the church you know yeah yeah and that, that's just, that's how we've always done things. And we figured it's, that's just, we're accountable that way. And, and so we're, I'm a, looking back, I think everyone was looking at a, a church fund that might have had, you know, $30 in it or something. And uh, we're, we're now expected to come up with about 4000 And we just have absolutely no, no idea how this is going to occur but you know we've but we've learned through that process nathan and others that we used to get too fixated on um the budget and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the balance sheet you know sure sure it's a good measuring stick but it can't it can't get in the way of what the holy spirit is prompting you to do and we have had so many occasions to, to, to where now it's just our go-to. If, if this fund says zero and we think that God's calling us to do this, um, we've had an occasion where we needed, uh, in 2022, we needed $2,500 for school uniforms for 160 kids. We had, we had absolutely nothing in the education fund. But we felt like God was calling us to do this. And it's actually gotten to the point where we will tell the the pastors, God has called us to do this. We know he's going to provide. We don't know how, but but we're we're obligated to this. Mm. And and then that one occasion, um, before we could even start a fundraiser, because that's what we were going to do, just send out text messages or something. Uh, a check came in the mail for $2,500. Wow. Wow. <laughs> With no announcements to anybody, you know? And, and so our, our, our ministry, uh, faith, I guess, has grown from that church incident I was talking to you about, like, what are we going to do to where that's just become the expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's exciting though. 
Yeah. No, and that's and and that's so great to see and it's it's great too because again like you said, you know, uh, it can be it can almost be daunting sometimes, you know, looking at looking at the expense budget and looking at all, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, you know, and like you said, I mean, really like there, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that, that helps, that helps a, a, an organization that helps a business that helps a ministry, uh, gauge where funds go. Right. I mean, it helps you to be a steward of what you're, uh, spending and, and what's coming in. Um, but it, it's so cool that you talk often about, you know, the balance in this budget is zero because that means that funds are coming in and they're going right back out for the ministry that God has intended for you. Um, and I think that's, that's important too, right? You know, that, uh, it, it can be difficult sometimes because you, you think about the concept of, you know, on a personal level, you want savings and security and, you know, you push that out into the business mindset and realizing that, that the type of ministry that you're in, um, no, the money's supposed to go right back out. The money's supposed to go into these things. So that's uh, neat to hear. Yeah, you know, it's we're very much, I guess, um, a, a grassroots organization. I mean, we we kind of liken ourselves to uh, to that. You know, we we don't have overhead. We don't have a building. We don't have uh, you know phone bills, electricity bills. I mean, we we meet at um, each other's homes or, or these days, you know, since the pandemic, you know, sometimes we have zoom meetings or we meet at Panera bread or, or, or wherever it is. Um, no, no one earns a salary. No one ever has, no one ever wants to. Mm. Um, we know that God has always provided for us. And, um, and so I, I think, like you said, you know, with the funds that come in, they, they really do go right back out. They may not go out immediately. Uh, as an example, if we we're if we were raising, uh, let's say, um, I don't know, a thousand dollars for for a well, and we received fifteen hundred, well, we would send a thousand out, but five hundred would stay in our wells fund until the, the next, next project. Well. Yeah, the next project comes along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So sometimes money's in in there because of those reasons, but not. Um, but you're not but racking up like a hundred thousand dollars in an account somewhere. Like, well, when it comes along, we'll go ahead and send it out. Yeah, no, no, it's just the opposite. It's like, well, you know, we have it now. We should send it. You know, it's. I mean, that's God gave it to us now. Let's just let's just send it, unless it's something we know we need to raise the funds for, like a like a. $3,000 project or something, you right. know, it's, it all kind of depends on what the situation is, but, um, but yeah, God's been very faithful over mm. the years, um, in ways that are just uh, unimaginable, mm -hmm. quite honestly. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's super exciting, um, to hear about and just, you know, what God's doing and how he's moving, um, through you, how he's moving through the ministry, and then how he's uh, just really, you know, grown this from, you know, a, a reluctant missionary to go to <laughs> India, um, to just faithfully listening to his call and being willing to, um, you know, serve 
uh, people in South Asia. And so that's just so exciting. One of the things that uh, Greg and I are doing uh, next week, so at the time of this recording, um, it'll actually be two weeks. Uh, it'll be Halloween when uh, when these uh, two other episodes releases. Uh, this has been uh, missions month for us, and we've been focusing mostly on uh, what what we in the church call global partners. So people who are serving or have ministries in different areas around the world. Um, and we started uh, talking about my wife Joy and her brothers in a trip that she got to attend. Uh, to Ghana and and kind of a family reuniting and ministry opportunities in Ghana. Um, And then two friends of um, ours, uh, global partners in the Philippines. Um, And and so, Mike, this is a great segue to talk to you because you have this uh, global portion of your ministry, but you also have what we call a local. We have a local partner, Kevin Marr, who works with um, Young Life and serves as Young Life Director in Hartford County here in Maryland. And uh, their goal and vision is to go into schools and minister to students in schools. Um, oh, that's great. And so, um, you know, kind of this bridge, you have this global portion of your ministry, but you also have a local portion of the ministry as well. Um, so talk to us about that. Sure. Um, well, it all got, we're based out of Bowie, Maryland. And so, um, you know, for, for many years, I probably ever, ever since we were formed, we've been supporting our local, uh, Bowie food pantry. And so, um, you know, we figured as a Bowie based ministry you know, that we wanted to, you know, give back to our community in, in ways that, you know, that we could, that were, um, that were feasible and kind of lined up with what we do um, internationally. You know, where we're, there's very much a food connection in a lot of what we do. Mm. And so um, we're helping out um, in Bowie with, with that. Um, something new on the horizon this year, we're helping out at a local assisted uh, living uh, facility right here in Bowie. And um, where we'll go in, um, say, during the Christmas time um, for those that, that, that live in the assisted living uh, facility and sing Christmas songs or do projects with them that, mm. or, that, you know, build a puzzle with them and just hang out with them and just uh, do whatever we can to, you know, bring love to, to them. And that, that's something that we is really on our heart to do. Um, now, whenever there's been, uh, we always hate using funds you know, for disaster relief because we never want disasters to happen. Right. Right. But, um, but there have been multiple occasions here in the United States. Um, uh, you know, mainly like in the, in the Florida or, you know, Louisiana or Houston where there's been hurricanes where, where we've been able to, um, assist, you know, um, you have to strike while the iron's hot with 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 disaster relief because the next disaster is right around the corner. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. But we've we uh, we've feel that we you know need to help with that you know as we can. Um, and as far as education goes, we're we're um, helping two schools in in Baltimore, um, right near um, the Middle River area. 
And so um, Glenmar Elementary, I believe it is, and mm. Victory Villa, if you're familiar with those two schools. Yep, yep. And so uh, the last couple of years, we've been uh, partnering with a church in that area and you know, raising funds so those children can get education supplies or uh, w- whatever the needs are of the school that, that help the child in their educational growth. Wow. Um, there are two missionaries now that we're very excited about this, that, that we support. Um, uh, one, a young lady out of um, uh, the Florida Keys. Um, you know, she's involved in a, uh, in an organization where her outreach takes her to, um, Kenya for, uh, camps for, for girls that have been, um, subject to, you know, sex trafficking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so she has, um, you know, her outreach is over there in Kenya. And, um, and so being connected with her, you know, broadens building hopes, you know, international scope to to africa yeah even though we've never been there ourselves but but just you know being connected with her has um has allowed that to happen and and also her involvement in the bahamas um and in in uh, marathon florida in the keys and she her her passion is for, for helping those that are um you know um you know, girls that have been subject to you know the um, the horrors of, you know, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and also there's a missionary in Pennsylvania that we support who's involved in, uh, local outreaches to, uh, colleges and, um, in his area of the world, uh, spreading the gospel. And, and so, uh, there's a lot that we feel that we need to do here at home, um, as well as overseas. I, um, I forget who said this, you know, I, I know that pastors are probably like, uh, musicians, you know, we, we get this, this line, we don't know where we got it from, you know, yeah. when we're you know, preaching a sermon or, or writing a song. And, uh, but I, I know there's a phrase that says, you know, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. Mm. And, and, and we feel that, um, you know, for us to be effective, you know, uh, anywhere, you know, we, we need to be effective and, um, and reach out into our Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we just feel that's very critical. And so, and so, uh, yeah, I guess ironically, just in the efforts of helping people domestically, that their outreach has expanded our international outreach to countries we may never go to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, it's so exciting to, you know, to think about. And I mean, you know, you and I being uh, educators, you know, that's already been a precedent that we've kind of had, right? You know, the the impact that you have in the moment, you never know what that will extend to and how far that will reach to down the road. Um, but you have to be present and you have to be in the moment uh, with that individual. And so, the idea that you're present and in the moment locally, uh, and and but there's also the vision and the passion globally, uh, is just so uh, so exciting um, and great to hear you talk about this. Um, one of the things that we've been doing is asking our um, missionaries uh, who we've had on um, 
are, we've got a you know wide audience out there. How how can they be praying for you uh, personally? Uh, you know, so you as a person, Mike, how can our um, people who listen be praying for you? But then also in, in regard to the ministry specific uh, things that you have that our our listeners can can use, and when they think about this podcast, when they hear it, they can be like, "Oh yeah, I, I want to stop and pray." Uh, for Mike in this area, or I want to pray for Building Hope Ministry in this area? Well, I guess for me personally, Nathan, just, um, I know it can sound, you know, cliche, but, um, but just, you know, continue prayers for, you know, my wife and myself, just as a family unit for, Mm -hmm. for my extended family to my kids, their, their families, um, that God would just, you know, continue to protect us, mm-hmm. um, that he would continue to use us, you know, for, for his services, you know, what, and, and that our hearts, you know, would just be open to whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Cause I know sometimes even thinking of things like building hope, you know, um, sometimes I have to be careful. Um, like, okay, this is, this is what I'm, I'm involved in now. Like, do you, is this what you still want me to do? Cause mm. after, after a while it can become, uh, maybe a work, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I, I, I just, I just pray that, you know, um, if the people can pray for me that, that I would have discernment, um, and that I would, that I would move, um, as the Holy Spirit is guiding me to move and, and not move on based on past uh, endeavors. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's just too easy to do, right? And um, and so um, with that said, I'm not. I'm no, in no way saying that you know. In no way should. Uh, well, we built one church, so that's enough. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I just want to make sure that. You know that I'm, you know, in, in, as close to to the Holy Spirit's leading as as I can be. Sure, sure. But uh, but for the ministry, um, one our, one of our themes the, this year in in our um, all through all throughout the calendar year, our Building Hope Ministries has had this uh, passage uh, from. Matthew nine thirty seven and thirty eight, um, where Jesus said uh, to his disciples, "The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest." Yeah. That ha- that has been our our verse all of twenty twenty three, and we we have come to um, well, we've realized this for a while, but. But as a, as an executive board, there's there's only four of us, and there's there's people that help us from time to time here and there. But but we're we're pretty much a um, like a decision making board, if you will. Like this is what we feel God's calling us to do. Here's the funds we have. What do we do with this? Yeah, you know, and we yeah. and we make all these decisions, but we we can't be everywhere. You know, at the same time, you know, there's 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 only so much time and space for 
for four of us. And so we've been praying all year for, for the Lord to raise up people that would want to uh, partner with us. And uh, even in, to the extent of uh, in this last, you know, quarter of the year, we're putting together, you know, um, like position descriptions for ministry volunteers, for administrative volunteers, marketing volunteers, people that want to um, would like to join us. With the real, realizing that there's no pay, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but but if they wanted to join, you know, and be a part of what God has blessed us with, you know, we would just uh, welcome that with open arms. And we've actually, since we've had that as a focus, we've had people that have called us and said, "Hey, we're, I'm having a fundraiser for for Wells. Um, how can I help?" And we haven't even asked these people. We don't even know who they are. Yeah, in some cases. And so, um, but we, we do need people to, to labor with us in the vineyard. So that's, that's one, one uh, prayer I would have Mm. for, for people that are praying for our ministry. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, it's, it's been so good, uh, talking to you, Mike. Uh, it's been, uh, like a, like a little reunion here. Like I said, it's been a minute since we've sat down with one another and talked, a uh, couple minutes since you've been on these go to 11. So, so glad that we could hear from you and get an update and really, um, you know, find out what's going on in other parts of the world, what God's doing uh, locally and globally, and how we can come alongside and support uh, through prayer. Uh, we'll also, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll put up the, uh, the Building Hope Ministry website and link it to this. So if anybody's listening and this sounds like a ministry that you're interested in, uh, you can go ahead and, and get a hold of Building Hope, and uh, maybe maybe out of this you'll get some new uh, some new partners. Well, we appreciate that. You know, I, I appreciate the time, and uh, always good to talk to you, Nathan. Yeah, it's been a great time. Until the next time, we just rock the Casbah. Thank you again for listening to these Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.